0: Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life,
1: love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both our partners are quadriplegics, and after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group Wags of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. So you must be thinking, what is the goal with this group? Our goal is and has always been to establish and nurture a strong network of women around the world who understand and support one another while navigating the SCI life.
0: We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle and our mission with this podcast is to spread education, awareness and
1: positivity from our unique perspective so join us each week as we tackle deeper discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Wishart Brain and Spine Law. Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, British Columbia. They focus their practice on complex
0: spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases. And they work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource in the spinal cord injury
1: community. Robin and her team look at their clients differently than other firms. You're not just a case, you're a person with a family, a life, and a purpose.
0: They are always looking for ways to help improve the quality of life for their clients by providing the support they need for their recovery. Such as assisting with insurance and benefits paperwork, finding resources for home adaptations setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, and making sure that their clients are doing physically and mentally okay.
1: Wishart Brain and Spine Law is proud to support Wags of SCI. Robin is committed to helping clients and their families any way that she can, because she wants you to live your life and not your claim.
0: Your first consultation is always free, so contact them at Brain and Spine Law. And make sure to mention that the Wags of Sci sent you.
1: This episode is sponsored in part by Camp Possibility. Camp Possibility is a one-week adapted camp for young adults aged 18 to 40 who have spinal cord injuries and their partners. This camp takes place in Martinsville, Indiana, and runs from August 1st to 6th, 2021. Registration begins February 1st, and there are limited spots available. For more information,
0: visit www.CampPossAbility.org. That's Camp Poss Ability or email Lauren at CampPossAbility.org. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or you can contact us at wags.sei at gmail.com and we'd be happy to connect you. Hurry as registration begins February 1st until all 24 spots are filled. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Wags of SCI podcast. Today we are here, Brooke Paget and Elena Pauly, for a special episode, Numero 50. Yay! Yay. I can't believe it's
1: been 50 episodes. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) That is crazy. We've been having so much fun sharing some of our tidbits, our current events. It's been a crazy year and a half through COVID. But we are here to check in and share with you guys some of the things that are happening in our lives. We're so grateful for this network and absolutely love getting your guys's emails, your messages, your feedback.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy. I remember when we started the podcast, we started it a couple of weeks before quarantine. And um, I think we talked about this in the earlier episodes, but we were kind of both like, Oh, my goodness, like, is this a good time to be doing a podcast? Can we do this from home? Because like, at the beginning, we were recording at a studio in our city, we had to book times ahead of time. And it was more professional it was like in an actual studio with a mic set up and everything. And so when we first started, we were like, Oh, my gosh, is this is gonna actually like, Was this going to work? And then for whatever reason, it actually worked better than we could have ever imagined. And what a great time to start a podcast and connect with our community, right? Because, you know, not only are we, we've totally revamped the way that we are running Wags now. um, And it's all from home. And it works really, really well. But it's also allowed us to connect with so many people virtually. And it's helped Mm -hmm. us to feel less alone ourselves during this whole Crazy pandemic, so yay! Episode fifty, yay, yay! yay.
0: <laughs> it's just so funny because I remember, I'm, I, I still remember, I was sitting in the studio, <laughs> studio getting ready to record, and you're like, hey, like have you heard about this like coronavirus thing? And I was like, Oh, Brooke, don't be silly. Like it's because totally well, we, record- <laughs> well,
1: we were recording at the public library. For those of you who listening, who don't know we were at it, the studios were at the public library. So it was like a separate area. And I was like, Elena, I don't know if it's like the best idea that we go into the public library right now. And she was like, Oh, I don't know. And then literally, like, yeah. What was it like a couple days later was yeah. the lockdown, like the serious lockdown. And we were like, yeah. Oh my God. And but at the time when I said something, I was like, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even, well, nobody knew what, it, what was going on, but I was just reading. Uh, yeah. Right. And it was <laughs> yeah. just like, wow.
0: <laughs> I was like, don't, don't feed into the moral panic, Brooke. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and I think the
1: libraries, I think they're still closed. Pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing, because it's like such a needed resource for our community, especially because it's a free resource for all the Vancouverites here. And, you know, as you and I have both seen what happens when the library doors open at 8am, it's like a flood, it's like a stampede of people just racing to get to the computers to get to the books. So It's a very needed resource and one that, you know, I mean, I'm not sure what their protocol is going forward, but I hope that they're going to be able to even maybe they do it through online. You know, I know you can take out books and and resources through online uh, library now, but hopefully we'll get that back up and running. But yeah, for us, working from home
1: has been pretty
0: spectacular, I would say.
1: Yeah. And it just kind of suits our lifestyle more. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. I remember before when we were doing the Mondays and I would get home at like two or three and Evan's bag would be exploding and it would be like either me having to clean up an accident or like some sort of chaos happening because it was just too long to be away. And I mean, he made it work, but now it's like, I can't even imagine like that time period because we've gotten so used to like me being around to help him if he, you know, if his foot falls off his his wheelchair if he's like you know going a lot more than normal or if he has an accident i'm around and it really helps our life so i'm sure there's a lot of you know quad wives out there that understand my predicament um Versus I could just literally go into my bedroom and record a podcast. So it's been truly a blessing. And it's been such a blessing to have all these amazing guests on. We've interviewed tons of our ambassadors. We have real-life stories of all these women who are in totally different situations, but all come together based on the fact that they have a partner with a spinal cord injury. And it's just been it's been so awesome. We've interviewed so many experts in the field. We've talked about sex, we've gone into graphic details about certain things. And the best thing about the past year and a half is all of these resources are going to be available permanently on our website and wherever you listen to podcasts for people that are coming down the line. I mean, this isn't just about people who tune in every week. I mean, that's a blessing. This is also about People that are new to this life and new to this injury and who needs someone to talk to, even if it's just listening to someone who's been in their situation. Um, So it's it's an incredibly powerful. It's a powerful thing and it's a powerful tool to have, you know, especially because you can listen to it anywhere. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And what do we always say? We always say if you're feeling a little stuck or lost in life, especially being thrown into the SCI life, you know, what do you do? Connect with somebody, connect with like-minded people who have some advice or even shared experiences that you are going through. And you never know what a beautiful community you can create. I know that our Online, um, Facebook, the Wags of SEI Facebook private group has been phenomenal throughout the last, oh gosh, I don't know, the last, since it, it came to be. There are so many great topics we talk about things from. I don't know, medical conditions that your partner is experiencing specifically AD. We talk a lot about AD symptoms and what to look out for pressure sores. We talk about um, sex toys, what works for who in the bedroom. Um, And, you know, we're able to share a lot of advice where if you can't get to a physician right away, you can kind of like bounce off each other. So, We've had, you know, we've had family dynamics come up. We've had all sorts of things. And this is just a really great quick avenue for resource. So if you're not already a member, um, have a follow and hop on to the WEGS of SEI private discussion group on the Facebook platform.
1: Yeah, and you can also find our new group, which is something that I'm so excited about. It's the, uh, we used to have a workout group, and then we decided to change it to self-care in general, because let's face it, self-care is something, mental, emotional, physical health is something that we all need to be paying attention to, Um, especially in this kind of life where you're experiencing higher than normal periods of stress. And so we have that also on the groups tab of our Facebook page that you can go and you can join. And if you're a member of the private discussion group already, you can just request to join and we'll approve you based on the fact that you're already a member of the discussion group. We already know you're a, you're, you're a partner to someone with SCI. We just want to keep it as private as possible because there's a lot of sharing going on there and there's a lot of encouragement and we just want to keep it to WAGs only. Mm-hmm. So sensitive, private content, the juicy yes. stuff. It gets shared there. Yeah. Um, we're also doing, uh, which is really exciting. We're also doing more behind the scenes gifting now, um, which is really important because it's not just about the contest for the date night for us. It's, you know, we work really hard to do fundraising with the run this year in March and we raised some funds. So now we have the ability to personalize what we're helping people out with. So let's say you know, we've been speaking, speaking to you over a direct message or email. We know your story or we saw something where you needed some sort of help or where you were interested in something where you posted it on the self care group or the private group. We want it to help you um, in any way that we can. So we've been doing some book gifting. We've been doing some self care package gifting. We've been gifting stuff like runners. It's just to support you in kind of any way that we can. So that's another benefit to. Um, posting on these groups is that when you share, we get to know you more and we're always reading. We have our moderators, which are always reading as well. And we're always, you know, looking for people that we can assist in any way that we can. So Um, for instance last week we did a little gifting giveaway of some anxiety books and an anxiety course and we have the funds to do this now so it's just a way to support you that the funds will go directly to you in a personalized Mm -hmm. way that you need it behind the scenes so it's not so public let's say you don't have Instagram say you don't want to participate in a contest Um, go and post go and post your post your heart out and you know we'll see that and you know we'll connect with you and If there's a way we can support you, we will. Yeah, absolutely. We
0: also sent one of our WAG of SEIs to a spa. She had sadly lost her partner um, very recently. I don't know if you remember that, but you know, it sounds like. We always say that we support women in a more super than just superficial way of like a manny petty. But sometimes you just need to unplug and wind and have somebody else's like hands on you, giving you a massage. So we will always, always support those self care initiatives. Um, like Brooke said, Every March, we'll be doing the 5K WAGs of SAI self-care run. It's been an incredible turnout. We are really excited to be able to share that with you guys. But that is always going to be um, there available for our WAGs because we see you. We know that you need support. And we want to give you the kind of support that we didn't necessarily have when our partners were first injured.
1: And um, yeah, so girl power. A massage sounds really nice right about now, to be honest, for myself. I think I should invest in that yeah. in the coming weeks. It's true, though. Like, sometimes you just want to, like, literally disconnect and just have someone rub you. <laughs>
0: totally. And and there's nothing better. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. I went for a pedicure. and. I was, I just kind of like melted in my chair and I was like, you know what, this is really nice. Like, yeah, I could paint my own nails for sure, but it's just having that like 60 minutes just to like unplug just sit relax and then you get up and it's like oh you have cute toes now and you don't have to think about them for another like month or so plus also it's really nice having somebody else just like put in that care into something that they're a professional at doing they know how to do it really well um and you know it's just nice to be treated so those little self-care initiatives are huge um in our community not even in ours for everybody i am i'm a huge we both are we're huge proponents of saying definitely care for yourself because you cannot you cannot pour from an empty cup so we're always support all our women that are wanting to do that self-care
1: yeah and if you're listening right now and you feel like you could use some help um let's say finances don't permit or let's just say you're kind of struggling to figure out what you need um we have so many ideas um we have so many resources and like even if like you can't afford like a monthly subscription to a meditation service or like um something that would help your mental emotional physical well-being just reach out to us at gmail.com. it doesn't matter what you're thinking just email us and we'll see if there's anything we can do to support you on your personal journey um, absolutely towards yourself right
0: or we'll connect you with one of our specialists or experts that we have an incredible few months coming up with some pretty kick-ass people coming in to talk about all sorts of things from mental health. We've got Perry, who is a psychiatrist, psychologist coming in to talk about mental health. We've got Glennis who's coming in to talk about well, prosthetic sex toy penis things that will enhance your sex life. We have other people coming in talking about, you know, celebrating um abilities, disabilities, and sex. Like we just have so many incredible guests coming on. So we're gonna be doing a whole heap of giveaways. So you guys better stay tuned. And um, of course, what do we want to talk about? What the heck have Elena and Brooke been up to throughout the last month?
1: Well, I think we should talk about the fact that you're moving at the end of the month. And for all our listeners who have who may not know, why don't you talk to them about your current situation and like your apartment now um and where you're moving. Yeah.
0: That's right. I am moving. I am moving. I am so over the moon. Dan AKA the quad chef and I are really excited to pack our bags that we haven't packed a bag yet, but we will. <laughs> we are so excited to move you guys. Um, as you know, the SEI community um, can be tricky for finding accessible housing. This is a huge topic that I feel like we consistently hear somebody posting about or talking about. Um, Accessible housing is a bitch. It is so hard to find. Um... I just, I don't even know where to start. Like how many tears have have been shed? How much unfortunate anxiety spent? Like it's just so tough. And just like you and I were just saying, it's really tough when you're first coming out of rehab and you're like, hey, I could possibly be homeless. I got to sell my house or give up my current rental situation because it's got flights of stairs. It is not accessible. And of course, when you come into rehab, As many of you can attest to, it's really, really hard to start transitioning into living your quote-unquote new normal when the world is set up to work against you in terms of um, structurally, I guess, architecture, the whole bit. It's like... You get into your new pad and it's, you know, you've got steps or you don't have wide enough doorways or you don't have a wheel and shower or you don't have counters that you can slide underneath. And some, a lot of the apartments here, especially in Vancouver, you know, we're notorious for renting out sardine cans for like three grand a month. So yeah, it's I don't, just, really- I
1: don't know if it's the same in the States, to be honest, because they have all the veterans and they, they have like the ADA laws, better ADA laws than we do, even though we like to think we have really good ADA, ADA laws. I think um, they have mm-hmm. more access to housing, but I'm pretty sure it's still a problem there. Like finding the right places with rolling showers and, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's still difficult everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's it's just not a lot of fun. So Dan and I have been in our current um, rental. So we sold our townhouse while he was still in uh, rehab because we had I think like four flights of stairs. It was just not possible. And in all honesty, it was way too much space for two people. It had like four bedrooms, two offices, two living rooms. I don't know, three bathrooms for two people. It didn't make sense at all. So. As sad as it was for us to pack up, we did find this place here in Vancouver. Many of you have seen my Insta stories. I were huge proponents of relaxation at the end of the day. So we'll be hanging out on our little patio. We call it our little jungolo because we've planted all these flowers and plants all around us. So it's like a little bungalow jungolo in the backyard. And we, we like it. Vancouver is a very green, green place. It is part of the rainforest. So we're very lucky lucky to live in Vancouver both Brooke and I always talk about this um but yeah so we finally out of the blue I feel like once we were just totally okay with everything being as it was in our lives it was like wham here's a place you guys want to move and so we got a new place we will be moving end of this month and it's got two bedrooms it's got a wheel and shower it's got an accessible kitchen it's got a beautiful patio on the ground floor and it is right on the beautiful seawall of uh, vancouver so anyone who doesn't know
1: anyone who doesn't know what the seawall is you can google seawall vancouver and you'll see it's like a really really special area of vancouver
0: yeah, it's quite good. It's it's kind of like it's an inlet, so it's called uh, False Creek seawall. I guess the seawall of Vancouver goes all the way around Vancouver. Um, the inlet is False Creek and is kind of like the heart of Vancouver without being downtown. Um, you can get around; it's very accessible. You can get around very easily. Um, it's a long, long path paved path that a wheelchair user can take all the way around Vancouver all along the water it's just a really good feel it's super artsy fartsy which is kind of what Elena's about so close to
1: Granville Island which is like one of the main tourist attractions but also the locals love it
0: yeah I mean Dan and I and I think you guys too there's a there's a great seafood place there we like to go get fresh oysters and mussels and we like to shuck them ourselves and it's just like yeah This is the place, you know, if if my little heart was somewhere, this is the place it would be. And I'm just really feeling quite grateful and thankful for this new transition. Plus, anybody who wants to come visit once the border is open, we'll be in a fully accessible unit and a two bedroom. So we'll be very much very happy to host anybody who comes once COVID is done. And we're, you know, we're kind of back to safety again. But yeah, so we are packing. We're moving, um, I guess, The biggest thing about packing and moving when you're quadriplegic is a lot of people I've had a lot of friends saying, well, you know, I guess you'll need a lot of help because dad can't help. And that's not the case. I would say Dan's done the majority of our paperwork, um, you know, making sure we have everything ready to go, communication with our new landlord. He's in charge of all of that. Um, the only thing I do is drive the paperwork over there, which has been really, really great because as you know, the transition from rehab, it was me that had to do everything and it was a bit of a panic and I felt like I was just kind of all over the place trying to get things done really quickly. But we Team are... Work. Yeah. Teamwork makes a dream work. And, you know, it's just, it feels like it's a really good feeling because I feel like we're just in a totally different stage in our lives now. We, we've come to acceptance. I want to say we really pushed to, yeah, we accept everything that happened to us the first, like after year one, but now we're really at a place of just like really just peace with everything that that's happening with us. And we're just really, really happy and very, very thankful. So much gratitude flowing out for sure. So you'll, we'll, we'll have to do a little tour of cribs, Elena and Dan's crib on our Insta channel eventually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think we were talking about this before we started recording, but I think the biggest thing is that this new place has a rolling shower, whereas like your apartment had a bath. So you had to fanny around with like the tub, tubby or whatever the hell is called the bath buddy <laughs> the shower the shower, shower tubby <laughs> teletubby I don't know <laughs> the shower buddy yeah because you had to Dana had to do like two transfers plus getting out of bed is just a kind of
0: no no so Dan would do a transfer transfer from bed in the lift into the shower into the shower buddy the shower commode <laughs> <laughs> Not the teletubby, thank God. Um, but and then from there it goes over the toilet and then that actually attaches into the um the track that's in the bathtub already. But it's so funny because I've always joked being like, oh, I'm gonna like totally eat shit one day in the bathtub with this structural thing built in. And five years has gone by and I hadn't fallen until literally two weeks ago I tripped over it and had a pretty nasty fall I was black and blue all over my my back of my legs and I said you down. I was like what are the chances now that we're done with this it's like finally this trip and fall happened so it's just <laughs> we're ready we're ready to leave <laughs> is it a
1: two bathroom or just a two bedroom
0: no, it's just a two bedroom. It's just bedroom, one bathroom.
1: One bath. Yeah. I so now you're gonna that, you're gonna now you're not gonna be able to have your baths,
0: which is totally fine. You know what? I feel like I have like one bath a year, sort of a thing. Really? Um, yeah. I, I mean,
1: I maybe you're like, a bath person. No,
0: I feel like I really force myself to have baths um, in, like, in terms of like self-care. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. But to be honest, the preparation for me to have a bath is it takes like half an hour. And by that <laughs> point, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just skip the bath and go to bed. I Every time we go to because we have one bathroom, too, and it's like. Every time we go to a hotel, I always like sit in the bath because like I miss I do miss having like relaxing baths. But I mean, the trade off for a roll in shower is huge. Like it's just like makes life so much easier. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I know. And the the other podcast that we did, um, recently, we did it with Kelly Gordon of Hot Octopus, and we were talking about like sexy time and all this in the shower. And I remember you sharing saying, you know, you really like to set the mood. You splash like the essential oils on the walls and all this. I was like, oh my god, I want to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can like straddle, like yes. you splash oils <laughs> on the wall just like you would in like a steam room, and then you point the shower away and steam it up, and so the oils every get everywhere. And then, yeah. And then it's so easy to just like straddle onto the commode and just like cuddle in the shower. I don't know. It's really nice. Yeah, exactly.
0: So there's always going to be, I mean, with any new adventure, you know, usually I feel like, you know, you get those little bit of like anxiety jitters, but this time I really don't feeling really, really fortunate. We have Dan's Great, big, strong football playing Italian cousins that live in town that are going to be able to help us do anything that we if we need to do anything, which is just kind of like a really nice peace of mind. Um, Knock on wood, everything goes fine. The movers, everything goes fine. But you know what I mean? It's just like it's really nice to know that you have that support. And for the, yeah, yeah, for the first time in five years, I don't feel like we're totally just like spinning tops. We're just really chill. We're like, yeah, we'll start packing. We started doing a lot of the cleaning and stuff, the deep cleaning, but the packing, I'm like, uh, do we have that much stuff? I don't know. We started clearing out like the storage room, but anyways, it's just, I just, for anybody who needs to hear this, I know it's so cliche to say, but When the time is right, the time is right. You know, things happen when you're ready, and I feel like a lot of, especially in this life, in the SCI life, and if you are a wag that was with your partner pre-injury, specifically, um, you kind of there's a lot of getting used to. You know, you kind of you. At least I did. I always wondered, I'm like, when will I be at the stage when I am when I accept this? When will I be at the stage when I forgive? When I will, will I be at the stage when I'm ready to carry on? Like, always having these thoughts of, you know, I wish I could just fast forward and just get there and just get there. And why can't this healing happen faster? And I feel like once you just like let go of that, and I think... It just does. You just you just come to terms with and just being really present and being really thankful for what you're thankful for every single day in that day without necessarily looking at the past or the future and just being in it. And just, you know, it it starts with the simple things like being grateful for the air you breathe for your cozy home for the food in your fridge for the person you have next to you for conversations for a cup of tea for a walk for air you know like the trees i don't know i just get really i get i just get really overwhelmed with how thankful i am for things sometimes but once you get to a place that you're like this is it and i'm totally cool with it is i feel like when the universe is like you have graduated stage 10 move on to stage 11 (laughs) you know so and
1: i feel like it's it's Um, we live in, in a society right now where we're kind of always looking for the next thing to get to the next phase, to get to, to get through the tough stuff. So we don't have to feel it anymore. And, um, you know, a lot of us were raised thinking that, I mean, I would say the huge majority of us have lived our lives and were raised in a way where it's just like you push away the bad stuff, and you cling on to the good stuff. And those are both forms of resistance. And those are both things that can get in the way of your growth as a human. And I feel like that's so important for people to like really understand. And I've been seeing it so, so much this past year and a half where the resisting the bad stuff and the clinging to the good stuff it's still a way of preventing yourself from accepting everything as it is and truly living in the present moment. You see a lot of people having, you know, really, really horrible things happening to them this year. Um, and they push it away. And they don't want to feel it. And they don't want to deal with it. All they can think about is, let's get out of quarantine. Let's go back to the way things were so that I don't have to keep feeling this anymore. But I truly believe when you're going through stuff that gets presented to you, that is something that you would consider, you know, less desirable or something that doesn't feel good and you want to push it away and you don't want to, you don't want to look at it. Those things are opportunities for you to look at it um, instead of pushing it away. And that's a form of allowing. And I think this is huge right now. And that kind of brings me to like what I've been doing lately, which has been a lot of deep 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 uh, inner explorations mm-hmm. i will say inner inner exploration <laughs> um and i don't think i'm quite ready to, to like talk about in detail as to like what's been happening with me but um we did a retreat this week together and i must say firstly there has been so so much creativity and so many hoops have been jumped through when it comes to online retreats now because of COVID it's crazy Uh, Evan and I, we've always done retreats before his injury, we'd go to Seattle we'd go um, to different Dr. Joe events, like we like doing that kind of stuff but then you always have the, you have to get a hotel you gotta stay overnight, and then after his injury, we did a few retreats where one of them was a week long in Arizona and you you gotta pay for the hotel then, you know, if you gotta wake up in the morning at three because retreats can be quite intensive, especially when you're doing meditative retreats. And so like, I remember Evan and I, you know, we went to Arizona, my mom came and stayed with the dog and we left and this was after his injury. And we'd have to get up like an hour before anybody else to make sure his bowels were okay, make sure he was dressed, make sure everything was okay. And then- go So to you're the f-
0: waking up at like two Literally. o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Literally.
1: And so, and we would stay there for, you know, uh-huh. and it's tough in a wheelchair. Like, you you know, you're not in your bed. Yeah. You're not, you don't have your proper stuff with you. But we did it. It just makes it a little bit more difficult. So these online retreats that have been popping up everywhere because, you know, these these facilitators have no choice but to switch to online. It's made it so much more accessible to everybody because you can do it in the comfort of your own home and you can stay in your bed but you can also connect that's awesome. with people. yeah that's so, really
0: really cool so how do they set up like do they what is what what do you expect for like the background of these like virtual retreats like do they still like set it up all cool and like make it look nice or is it just like the person speaking
1: yeah so it just depends like I mean this last one we were doing it was um with Corey Mascara I'm sure everyone knows about Corey Mascara he's one of like the biggest leaders and like the mindfulness movement. And he, it was basically just to connect with other people, um, just doing meditations, um, and short teachings throughout the weekend. And, um, yeah, it was just him talking, but the cool thing was, is that because it was on zoom, um, you could tune in with a picture or you could tune in with just your name or a photo. It didn't matter. But a lot of people tuned in with uh, their faces and you got um, after every like little snippet of the retreat, you'd got put into virtual groups where you could discuss the content and then talk to and meet other people. And the way that they did it was so seamless and so awesome that I said to Evan at the end of it, I was like, Kate, there is... I like this more than an in person retreat because it kind of takes away the like awkwardness about being in the same room and then, like, okay, switch off to it. Cause I remember at the, a lot of the other retreats Evan and I used to do, they used to like, I mean, it was fine, but it was kind of awkward. It's like meant to push you outside of your boundaries. He'd say, turn to your neighbor and explain what I just yeah. said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally time, know what you mean. You know, it was kind of awkward. And so this time it's kind of more like, okay, I'm going to put you into small groups and you guys can talk about your experiences and what you take away from what was just discussed. And so they it's put also, the, it's also cool that you
0: guys get to do it together. Like you're in the same room together so you can discuss within the both of you and then together within like your small group.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is like, this is probably pretty bad, but only I paid for it. So it was kind of like, we. it was two for one. <laughs> a two
0: for one. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> well, yeah, I, the,
1: the thing is, is I saw other couples online, like he, he you know, they know that you're going to do this. So it was kind of like I paid for it and then we were both doing yeah. it. But it was yeah. like, it's a great way to like, be able to make the event more accessible to everyone too, because these retreats can be so expensive. The in-person ones that, Absolutely. you know, when you're talking about a few hundred dollars for a weekend versus a few thousand, It's a huge difference. Um, Well,
0: and also like like what you were saying earlier. um, For anybody who doesn't know, like you're, we're using words like mindfulness, and I know mindfulness the the term can be very like fluffy, and some people are like, oh, mindfulness, but just to also touch touch a little bit on who he is he's also a positive psychologist and um integrative like health he does like health coaching and like facilitating too so for anybody who's like listening is like oh what is this like voodoo you guys are speaking of no like this is (laughs) this is legit he is also a positive psychologist and something that all of us could truly use in our lives
1: yeah he's a young guy he has a podcast called practicing human that all his episodes are under 10 minutes. And then he is a coach on the mindfulness.com app, which is a really good app for meditation, if you're interested in that. But the point is, is that he's a young guy. Um, I would say he's in his late 30s, max. Um, he looks really amazing. But that's just because he's very, <laughs> what are his life. beauty <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just very peaceful. And like, he lived as a monk, um, for a while. And he's, you know, he's, been in a dark room for 20 hours a day, meditating and transforming for like, he's, he's a teacher. He's a, he's an instructor, but he also has the credentials. He's got his master's in, in positive psychology. He's an instructor at the university of uh, Pennsylvania for the master's program there. And he's, all, he's just doing a lot of stuff that is um, also in um, plant-based um, therapies for mental health healing and mindfulness and yeah he's one of the forwarders i think he's a consultant for the dr oz show as well so he's very very nice. um like current and sounds, i always like what he has to say so
0: yeah it sounds like we're gonna have to have him on our podcast
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's see if we he can fit that into his schedule <laughs> oh but for yeah. the likes of sbi anything
0: come on <laughs>
1: Yeah. So if anyone's interested, yeah, you can go to his website or you can go to his podcast. And it's really good, like short daily lessons on like just centering yourself. And uh, So
0: why don't you share with us why you're doing this, like without getting too far into it, and maybe like your favorite quote as of recently?
1: Uh, why I'm doing this it for honestly, like his retreat popped up and I was saying to like my mom, cause we bought one for her as well. I was like, this will probably be like a bit too elementary, but there's something to be said about going back to basics and learning. Cause there is a proper way to meditate. There is a proper researched way to practice mindfulness and to go back to basics and learn how to properly do it from someone else's perspective is always really you can take away a lot from it. Um, because the thing is, is like with other meditative teachers, you kind of just get thrown in. Um, and if you're not yeah, ready, for sure. yeah, for if you're not ready, if you're, if you're in a place where you haven't developed your own safe space, um, it can be quite challenging to meditate. Um, so, so yeah, um, just kind of like I saw it. I love him. And I said, I definitely will do this. And we got one from my mom. And so we all did it from our own homes. And it awesome. brings you close together. But there's also something to be said about spending the weekend doing multiple meditations. Um, mm-hmm. It clears your mind. It refreshes you. It helps you to just feel like a new wave of inspiration come in. And it also inspires you to do your own like retreat style um weekends I mean Evan had a really good idea yesterday he's like you know he's like I we could do this ourselves he's like we could do like a two-hour morning two-hour afternoon two-hour evening meditation and just devote the whole weekend to like just being with yourself and like what that means and like because that's where all your new ideas come from Um, well that's where all my new ideas and all my new like whatever comes from but it's like Why not do that? Like, it's a cool thing to do as a couple, but it's also a really cool thing to do as an individual. And I feel like when you meditate together, the energy is so powerful, um, that it's just very transformative for me anyways. So that's what I did this weekend. And um, yeah, it was it was it was really awesome. But it's also like a really I kept thinking the whole time, this is such a good idea for any couple in our situation to spend a few hundred dollars and just like reconnect with yourself because at the end of the day, if you're not connected to yourself and your source, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, you're not going to be very connected to your life. And you know, that's, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's very true. And I, I think like you made a good point about how to go back to the basics of like, the fundamentals of meditation and and not to say everybody's got their own style, but you know, how many times have and I think a lot of our listeners can sort of relate to this, have you walked into like a yoga room, you're going in for a few yoga classes and then you just look around, especially if you get into like the bikram yoga and stuff, you look around the room and everybody is doing their deep breathing and they're doing all these, you know, postures and you're just kind of following along and mirroring trying to mirror what everybody else is doing without knowing the basis of what is it that you are doing and how to do it properly and a lot of the time that's where you're able to source out better techniques that are going to serve you better and you're going to get the most out of it is when you sort of slow down and take it step by step. And then you're like, ah, I've been missing it all along. And you just get so much more out of that in your own practice and in your own journey too, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And there's definitely something to be said about yoga too, that I feel like a lot of teachers, not all teachers, but a lot of teachers kind of miss explaining to people um, why, what yoga is doing for you and why and how it's literally connecting your mind and your body together, which so many of us are disconnected from the shoulders down. Um, and like why you're doing these poses, what is it doing? What is it releasing? And why is it important? And why, why are you doing cat cow? What is this doing for your spine and your brain? Those are the Mm -hmm. kind of things that are so important that you learn, um, when you, when you do these, not, not this retreat, like this retreat, we had like a, a half hour movement, movement meditation, which was interesting because Evan's paralyzed. Um, So it was kind of like letting your body guide you intuitively as to what Movement you were supposed to do, um, and how and how did
0: he find that? Like, what was he able to recall from that? It, like, in terms of movement, was he like, yes, I can connect myself to parts of my body that I can't necessarily feel, or was he envisioning himself moving, or what did that look like for him? So it was interesting
1: because at first, um, I kind of got a little anxious about it. I was like, oh, I feel bad. You know, he can't really move himself really at all he can move his like biceps and he can raise his arms but he can't raise them over his head he can't really do much and so immediately I went to the place of like oh no I feel so bad I felt guilty and then I stopped myself and I was just looking at myself like thinking these things and I said to myself you know what this is his experience too it's not up to mm-hmm. you to it's not up to you to like prepave his experience or make him more comfortable. So what we did is we went in separate rooms. Um, He stayed out in the living room, we put the computer between the rooms so we could hear anything that like the instruction. And then I went to the bedroom. And then so basically, you would spend half an hour, he he was guiding you a little bit as to like, tuning into what intuitively you need to do in order to have some sort of movement. And he was like, you know, you can lay down, you can sit down, you don't have to move, you can visualize moving. It's all up to you and what feels appropriate. So the whole point was to tune into your intuition and your inner guidance system as to like what you should be moving and why and what feels good and just waiting for that to happen. Yeah, which is something like you don't really get the opportunity to do and you don't really think of doing, but it's so... um, It's so... I was gonna say positive, but it it actually doesn't have to be positive. It can be something that is releasing. Um, it could be used to, like a lot of people started crying. Um, a lot of people mm. started pounding the ground. Um wow. a lot of people like, you know, they needed to do this for other reasons, for releasing some trauma or releasing some tension or agitation that was built up. And the whole time you're supposed to notice like the whole point was noticing the feelings that were coming up and not becoming them. So like Mm -hmm. noticing, Oh, I feel a little bit of tenseness right now. I feel a little bit of angst build up here. And where is this coming from? Is it in my chest? Is it in my feet? Is it where is it? And so it was really, really cool that way. But I was literally in my bedroom. And for the first 15 minutes, that thought just kept popping into my awareness. And I kept noticing it of like, Go check on Evan. He might be upset. Mm. I feel bad for him because he can't move. And and the entire time I just was like noticing these thoughts coming up, which is just programming. It's not real. Noticing it coming up and just being with it. And Mm. then finally when that dissolved, it was like I continued doing my own movement. But the majority of my movement was either a stretch or laying down because I felt – I mean, I definitely – Feel like eventually I'll be able to talk about my experience that I've been going through the past few months, but I feel like I've never been able to really rest in the past seven years um, as far as like rest my mind. Yeah. rest, not just take a rest, not just sleep. Cause I always sleep well, but there's always a part of me that is awake and aware, even when I'm sleeping, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of women out there who have experienced trauma alongside their partner or who have to, or who are the only caregivers or who are alone with their partner at night that they always feel like they have to be on, be on even when they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, that awareness of like, I'm still on, even though I'm fast asleep, it's, it's very subtle, but when you start peeling back the layers of like, when you're doing your deep work and you're trying to look at those things that you didn't want to look at before, cause you weren't ready, this kind of stuff comes up where it's like, wow, you really, you know, even in your, your deep, supposed deep rest, you're not resting. So a huge part of the movement for me was laying on my bed and, you know, stretching my elbow, like stretching my arms, giving myself a hug, um, doing those kind of movements that like most people wouldn't consider that movement, but it was, it was open to everything. And then as soon as I came out of the room after it was done, Evan was sitting there, he was in like a deep meditation. And he was like, basically the whole time I just imagined myself doing movements that felt, good for me um and then I got into a really good meditation and he was totally fine and it was his experience which is beautiful right so Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot like especially with scheduling of these retreats like you learn so much about yourself in very subtle ways and um whether it promotes change or not of like in what you can see um that's up to interpretation but For sure. It was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was, it's just really good to get like other people's perspectives um, and different activities, like from an expert and just things that you wouldn't think of to think about. You always take away something, right?
0: Oh, of course. And that's, that's the whole thing, what you and I were saying earlier. It's like when you're, it's your journey, it's not up to anybody else to say whether you, you know specifically got something out of it the way that they would want you to or not it's it's your own journey so you pack you know you pack your equipment you pack your tools for a long trip and you just take off and that can look differently for other people i did want to mention that um actually we went on a bit of a weekend when was it? i think it was a couple years ago through spinal cord injury bc and one of the cool things one of the cool activities there was yoga and the woman who taught yoga was in a wheelchair herself she was a quadriplegic herself i think she was a c6 and i can't remember her name mary joe Yes, it was Mary Jo. And she is actually another Vancouverite, fellow Vancouver woman who teaches yoga classes. And it is the coolest thing ever because even like what you were saying, we were able to take Dan and put him on the ground and allow him to do you know various stretches, just even lying on the ground, like you were saying, even stretching, stretch, stretch, stretch your toes one way, your arms the opposite direction. And sometimes that's all you need is just also, allowing your mind to sort of hit the ground and just really just empty 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 and it's just really cool to see also people in our community i hate it sounds like such a like oh it's so cool to see people in chairs doing yoga but it's but it's just really cool that you can really do anything um you can do anything that you really want what would it, would it look specifically how the social cr- construct of like ableism has defined it no and you don't need it to that's that's the thing is being able to be okay with that and creating your own version of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish um you know and i think that is really, really cool and important. That's really great. You guys were able to do that this weekend. It's funny because Brooke likes to unplug um, from her phone on the weekends. I, I do time to time as well where I just won't touch my phone. But I'll send her memes and things all throughout the weekend. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it's just like dead silence. Radio silence, yes. And I, and I know she's floated off to Neverland to do her own thing. And it's just, it's important to do that. If, you're, if you have the ability to do that, to connect with your own spirit and your mind and your body then by all means, teach me something new because I just love hearing about these things.
1: I think a big reason that I do that as well is because I have a lot of sensitivity to technology in the first place. Like I get, when I'm on technology too much, my eyes get like, weird sensations and my body feels sensations my nervous system feels sensations and um even just from being on the phone too much because I like to read a lot on my phone I download books to my phone because it's so easy you don't have to wait for them to come in you don't have to go anywhere you just download the book um but I have to wear like blue glass blue light glasses um just to like prevent the absorption of those like energy frequencies from too, like, there's too many of them all around us at all times, as there is, like, with you know, Bluetooth and Wi Fi and computer screens. It's like really important to like ground yourself and kind of get away from those things, especially before bed or earlier and then on the weekends like it just it's just nice to like disconnect from your technology and the thing is is like when I first started doing this it was like hard it's hard to like stay away from your phone but then after a while it just becomes like a respite like a self-care practice for me anyways it's just it's something that's really important but but yeah so that was my weekend um and basically this whole point of this podcast was just to touch base with you guys. And like, maybe you, yeah. maybe you took something away from our personal stories of what's going on in our life. And like I said, I, I think, well, I hope that like, eventually I'll be able to like, open up more about what has been happening to me over the past few months. Um, it's been very challenging um, to say the least, <laughs> but I'm just starting now to really get to a place where I can see some hope. Um, and I can see exactly why this was happening and, and, and mm-hmm. the right time, which is really important because sometimes, you know, when you get into a cycle of depression, um, it's really, really hard for you to see any sort of light. And so when that happens, it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier, you'd say it happens when you least expect it, when you get to a place where you're willing to accept the, darkness within yourself and obviously this is a way bigger topic for for discussion but like eventually we'll definitely get into that because i think um actually in fact i know that it's uh these kind of stories these kind of situations are really important in our community because it's something that isn't talked about a lot um and i know there's a lot of bypassing going on when it comes to feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. um, for caregivers and for partners of someone who has a serious injury. A lot of the times we put our feelings and our processing on the back burner and fair enough. There's a lot of times when that has to be the case. Um, but when you get to a place where these things start bubbling up, um, it can be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'll leave it at that. For sure.
0: And it's it's important. I think that storytelling also um, allows other people to feel heard and validated that they're not alone. And again, that's all part of building our community and building our sisterhood is that we got your back. And when the time is right, we will be there to share some of our uh, processes and journeys as well. And that's the beautiful part about it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there's one takeaway from uh, from Corey's retreat this weekend that can apply to this. He said, um, you know, there is without a doubt one other person that has gone through this exact situation that you're going through before. So mm-hmm. you can take comfort in that. You can take comfort knowing that you're not the only one to ever go through what you're going through, regardless of what it is. Someone else has gone through it, which... Yeah. It's That's cool. pretty
0: powerful. It yeah. is. It is. That's the reason why we have this this group. That's the reason why we have this podcast and why we will continue to share our voices with you guys, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, so thank you. It's so funny. Brooke and I always say, let's just do a quick 20-minute podcast um, and just Never. get it out there. But yeah, that doesn't ever happen. So if you have stuck around with us this long for the last... 51 minutes thank you truly thank you from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in and um listening and sharing your time and sharing your space with us we're truly grateful for this incredible community you guys have given back to us more than you'll ever know you have given back to us everything that we could have ever asked for when we created this sisterhood and this bond and this awesome resource of women
1: yeah, for sure. And again, uh, like we were talking about before, if anyone is interested in exploring anything we were talking about or finances are limited and you would still like to do some self-care work or, you know, a retreat or you'd you'd like to read a book or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, email us, S C I at gmail.com. Holler at your
0: girls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so thank you again. We're we're delighted to share this time with you and stay tuned for another awesome 50 episodes. Holy smokes, can't believe we got 50 in the bag already.
1: Okay. Yeah, for sure. And let's close with a quote we posted on our Instagram the other day that I think uh, we'll, we'll say it now and then you can go about your day and kind of think about what this means to you. Um, so here's a quote from Michael Singer, who is an author and a speaker. He uh, wrote a few books. Um, this one is from The Untethered Soul. And the quote is, the truth is everything will be OK as soon as you're OK with everything. And that's the only time everything will be okay. So we invite you to take that with you as you go about your day, whatever you may be doing, what, wherever you are in the world and see how that applies to you. And if you have anything to say about it, come and comment on our Instagram uh, page where we posted it. And we'll be happy to discuss anything about anything with you because we're okay with everything, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We are totally okay. And so will you be promise. Yeah. So until next time, thank you once again for tuning in with the Wags of SCI, your hosts, Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Cheers. The advocacy and outreach group
1: Wags of SCI is currently a volunteer-based operation. We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our Wags, including counseling and our amazing meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. If you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website, wagsofsci.com, or donate directly to the Wags of SCI Go Fundy page. We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of FCI couples worldwide.